Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, it's always an interesting thing, that's for sure. It's 105 at Edmonton. I mean... This show's called Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you in Philadelphia. The Edmonton Oilers against the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Mark Spector is joining us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Of course, you can tweet us at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Spec, have you lifted your, uh, can people now respond to all of your tweets or do you still, uh, what's going on there? Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, I got I got a couple guys that love uh, giving me uh, career advice via the text on a daily basis, but we got a lot of real funny dudes that take time to create some pretty... Uh, uh, pretty humorous stuff. In fact, I'm going to head off to the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line right now because uh, uh, Jason from San Cudos really put it in perspective right now. And it seems apropos given the discussion point that's taking place involving masking. Um, the provincial mandate versus Edmonton's civic mandate. Jason from San Guto says, Bob, regarding hockey and Edmonton, Edmonton, you come for the hockey, but stay because of the mountain living. There you go. That one comes to us from Jason in San Guto. This, of course, referencing the video that occurred in the bubble back in uh, 2020. There you go. Um, this text comes in saying it would be wise of Ken Holland to send Bouchard to the AHL because his defense is not ready, not even close. Tyler says via the Ashley Fine Floors text line, uh, this all could have been avoided with Evan Bouchard if Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair hadn't been too stubborn last year and had just decided to play Bouchard more, especially once the Oilers were home and cooled in the playoffs. Well, I think you know my feeling on this spec. He should have been playing more. So well, there's a period of time between game, you know, 50 and 250 where young defensemen make a lot of important mistakes. And, you know, I said last week, it would have been nice if he made some of those important mistakes last year now. <laughs> but you know what? There's a lot of pressure on coaches to win. I think Dave Tippett would uh, affirm that having been relieved of his duties. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? I've also I got to say this, Bob. I've also heard a lot of people say Ken Holland's one of them. The NHL isn't a learning league. You learn in the minors and you come up here and you play. So yeah, you know I'm not saying that Bouchard should go down. That's not what I'm saying by any means. My but. response to that would be simple: uh, the NHL is not a learning league in a time in which you have an unlimited cap. Uh, but in a system since 0405, where we've had a, a, a cap, and especially now, where you have more than 15 teams in LTIR, you need productivity from players on entry level deal. So you got to change with the times. You can't sit there and be a dinosaur. And well, I don't like that guy, so we're not going to even take a look at that. We don't even need to look at that guy. I don't like that guy. 
when you have thinkers like that in your organization, it holds you back and it kills you. It is a different time in a new, you know what? You can't, it's a new cap system. And I would say, sure, if you were afforded the luxury and you're rolling out an $80 million team against a, a 35 mil, like, you know what? The Oilers of the early 2000s, they had to play players that were fairly inexperienced because they were cheap. And now what you have to do, because everybody's at 81.5, virtually everybody's in LTIR, your solutions, when everybody's capped up against it, your solution is playing entry-level players. That's just the reality of the no, situation. It, it can be, but sometimes right. playing entry-level players and winning are, are in divergent roads. So, you know, what, we're, yep. what we've already seen here, we've seen, and rightfully so, Bouchard's minutes are coming to back down a little bit. He's going to regain his confidence. Maybe these guys the know what they're real. doing. Maybe they know what they're doing. Right, exactly. Shelter the kid a little bit, let him get through a tough period. And you know what? Like we always, this is the young, the course of the young defenseman. They do not ascend in a straight line. And if you ever think you're going to put up with a young defenseman, but you're not going to put up with some mistakes, well, it doesn't exist. It's not how it works, Bob. This text comes in saying, Bob, not many players want to come to Edmonton. And of course, that extends to staff. Well, then my message back is don't hire people that look down on Edmonton if they're going to come and work in Edmonton. And you better have that information, okay? It better not just be, well, I'm going to use Edmonton so I can get somewhere else. No, like, you know what? You're getting an opportunity and be all in and away you go. That's that's how I would respond to that. Sorry, and it may sound a tad provincial, too bad. Because there's nothing that frustrates me more than listening to individuals talk about how great this American market is and how great that market is. Like, we're going to Chicago, okay, Mark? Your favorite American city, my favorite American city. But there's parts of Chicago you don't want to go to, okay? Oh, yeah. There's parts of Philadelphia, you know, you you go to certain establishments in Philadelphia, and they're like... Hey, uh, no guns allowed in this establishment. You do that in some parts of the United States too. By the way, we scream for guns. So there's, there's, take it for what it's worth. There's, there's nice places everywhere and there's tough places everywhere. And I kind of look at Edmonton and maybe I'm a little bit defensive because I know, I know that when we're in Edmonton, like we got a guy that texts us every day from San Jose spec. Okay. And this guy's a loyal Sharks fan. And he's not a dumb guy. But there's about 17,000 hockey fans in San Jose. That's it. They go to the games. And the last time we were there, Mark, there was about 6,500 fans in San Jose. In Edmonton, it's a priority. There's a million and a half fans in northern Alberta of the Edmonton Oilers. That's, that's the difference between the two markets. So, you know what? If if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. Maybe you need to factor that in before you take the check. I don't know. What do you think? That's fair, Buffy. That's listen. You, you don't. It, it's always been my thinking, Bob. Sometimes you don't have a. You may not be able to hold that line when you're acquiring players, right? There's a smaller pool of good players, and sometimes you got to get a certain player. But when it comes to staff and coaches and scouts and and 
office staff and and organizational people that you can hold that line. Right? Don't don't tell me you know you're working in Edmonton but you don't want to be here. That doesn't work for me either, Bob. All right, this one comes from Oilers from a hat. He's made me laugh. Bob, players come to weather. Just ask or players come to Edmonton for the weather. Just ask Evander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> who, by the way, who, by the way, has been pretty good? Been pretty good. Got to admit he's played pretty well, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. He's a good player. I don't think that was ever in doubt. And, uh, you know, he's fit in with his team. We haven't heard anything other than that. And, uh, you know, I still think he's trying to catch up here a little bit. I still think that there's a process whereby, you know, he needs to catch up to the rest of the league, but he's holding his own ball while he's doing it, which is uh, as much as you can ask. Hey, Spec, uh, this texter, we're circling back to Evan Bouchard, and he's asking, who should Bouchard have been playing over last year? Larson, question mark. Barry, question mark. Bear, question mark. What if I said none of those three? What if I said he should have been playing ahead of Caleb Jones? And they should have had four right shot defense going in. And it shouldn't have been the rookie, who is Bouchard, that had to play left side with Ethan Bear against the best team in the Canadian division, the Toronto Maple Leafs, last year. The one time he got a game in on the left side. Okay? Again, the whole 11-7 and thing, I mean, it's interesting what Woodcroft's done here because it has shown to me that you can have a, a different course of action and inst- it, it's an atypical approach mark you know what i'm saying like most teams like rolling over the four lines and then having three sets of d he's gone he's gone nine games here and frankly the oilers look like a better and more engaged team i'm trying to figure out how can they replace duncan keith minutes he plays 20 minutes a game and, and and but what they did between the twenty minutes a game that Keith was out for and the fifteen minutes a game that Russell was out for is they split that between three guys and they're still playing eleven and seven even with Duncan Keith back. It's showing some creativity and I think that that's probably what you like too is that the coach well, for sure and and when you've got McDavid and Drysaddle who you're trying to you know on one hand you like when they're both playing twenty seven minutes it's probably too much but you, let's face it you're going to play those guys more they like to play more and maybe. That that, you know, you can live without, right? You can live without that 12th forward, and it does open up a chance for a shift with, uh, you know, you put in your your 11th and 10th guy, and you bring down McDavid or Drysaddle for an extra shift. So it works. It's working. They've been playing well, Bob. You, you never criticize a coach when he's winning, and by and large, I'm not saying he's won every game, but by and large, Woodcross has been winning, so he's doing it right. All right, Brew Crew has Texas Mark to say, ask Bill Guerin his opinion on Edmonton. There was a class act. And I always felt high, I don't know about you, Speck, and, and you were actually at that time closer to it than I was, but I always had immense respect for Doug Waite and Bill Guerin, two American guys that became a part of Edmonton when they were here. Yeah, they both love playing here, and they both still say so today. It was a, you know, for an American guy to come up to a Canadian city and experience what it's like, uh, they both loved it here. And Billy, you know, Billy, Billy's a good man. We talked to him, Bob, you and I, the other night. Uh, and Doug Waite both. They were both excellent Oilers. And it really disappointed me that night in the playoffs when some uh, Oilers fans were booing the American anthem with Doug Waite and Billy Garrett on the team. That was one of the darker moments i thought and we sorted that out pretty quick all right spec when we come back uh we're gonna go to russia with love 
or not. Uh, we're going to talk about what's happening here in international sport as a result of what's taking place with Ukraine and Russia. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Mark and St. Albert has texted the show to say, Bob, let's talk defense on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I think that Jay Woodcroft is making the right decision and giving Bouchard less minutes. Now that Duncan Keith is back, who I didn't want to sign, says Mark and St. Albert, we are far stronger on D. A little less ice time for some of the rookie D will help. Nemo is a complete beast and a huge surprise. Finally, let's add Barry to a trade package for a goaltender. That one comes to us from uh, Mark and St. Albert. Well, we'll see what happens here. Um, I don't think there's a magic elixir. Uh, You know, a lot of people say, well, why don't they just go out and trade uh, for Marc-Andre Fleury? Marc-Andre Fleury gets to make a decision on that too, and we've only been reminding you of that all season long. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca and into the Oilers prospect re- or sorry, we'll do the Oilers injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown is the best. Nugent Hopkins headed home. Keith has been activated. Will play tonight. Pull Yarvey Cassian out. Um... Cassian is skating back at Edmonton. Yamamoto, I think, is going to be a go tonight. Josh Archibald is back in town, uh, quarantining and to hit the ice shortly. Chris Russell's not on the trip. Kyle Turris is. Broberg back to Bakersfield. Perlini back to Bakersfield after clearing waivers. And a very quick minor little signing of a player that the Oilers had at their rookie camp. Henrik Rabinski. Henry Rabinski is a six-foot Two right shot center uh, who's playing for the Seattle Thunderbirds has signed with the Washington Capitals. We mentioned that this was a possibility about a month ago that Washington was circling in on him. All right, let's go back to Mark Spector. And speaking of Washington, the Capitals, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, Speck, everybody in the world seemingly watching what's transpiring with uh, Russia and their advance on Ukraine. Uh, how do you, uh, what's your take on the response? and the pushback from the various sports entities and bodies out there. Well, I'm I'm happy to see at least, you know, the type of pushback we expect is the Russians don't get to play, right? They don't get to come into our hockey community and come to our tournaments. And the IAHF has taken away their world junior and they've excluded them. You know, when I think of of what we've known as a response to Russia thus far, uh, I go, Bob, you know, I have a track and field background a little bit and I've covered a few Olympics. And when I see those Russian teams just playing in the recent Olympics under the ROC, all they did was take away their uniform and their song and their flag, but it's still the same Russians. And the figure skater, they're still doping up a 15-year-old girl and sending her out there as a figure skater. So uh, it's nice to see, Bob, a sporting entity actually have some cojones here and give the Russians a big fat boot in the rear end and tell them to come back when they straighten their act up. Uh, we should be doing that with the Russians on a lot more fronts, Bob, in my opinion. All right. Where are you at with uh, China? Uh, well, let's listen, it's very complicated, right? Like, I'm going to say this to you. You know, I'm just going to get myself in trouble now. The Russians, uh, to me, their inclusion in the Olympics should be should be uh, taken away because of their 
history of his drug cheats, right? China doesn't have the same history. I'm not saying China's playing everything straight. I'm not saying there's no human um, rights going on there. There's a there's a ton. There's a ton. But when I talk about kicking Russia out of the Olympics, I talk about a systematic state-run doping efforts that have been going on for about 65 years, right? I don't know if we can say that about China, frankly. Uh, maybe we can, but they don't get caught near as much as the Russians. So, you know, I mean, if we're, if we're talking human rights, Bob, now what about Saudi? What about... You know, we're getting off off track here. There's, I'm not saying that they're negligible, but I'm saying where does it end, right? Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to, to see. But, I mean, it's pretty clear that uh, the world has spoken on Russia. And uh, in Putin's case, uh, we know that there's a love of hockey there. Uh, and I, I'm i wondering whether or not this isn't over for Rene Fassel with the IIHF as well. It's, it's, it's well known that he's on the payroll of the Russian government and an honorary member of the IIHF, well, those things can change. And I wonder, and that would be a seismic shift. I'd be intrigued to see what happens there involving Rene. I, I, I felt his whole um, sort of growth with the IIHF to be very interesting to observe, to watch, to begin with. You know, with Facel, and so it's uh, it's something to continue to monitor. So I I will tell you this, Mark, I drew draw the line at a certain point. I don't think that Russian players should be booted out of the National Hockey League. What about you? No, I don't think that at this point that's. You know, I I think that we we. We've done that in past generations, right? We we put uh, Japanese people into internment camps here in Canada back during the Second World War, and I think that was so we look back on that with some level of shame, right? That wasn't the right thing to do. These were Canadian people who'd come here from Asia, uh, and that was wrong. So I would apply that to this, Bob. Even a guy like Ovechkin, who's been a stated fan of Putin. I didn't love his address the other day, but he did come out against the war. Uh, if he's out there fly, flying Putin's flag, maybe we're having a different conversation, but I haven't seen anybody doing that, Paul. All right, Mark, we're going to leave you with this. And this text comes in out of Edmonton. I understand, I understand the stance of Russia, but you really think a bunch of kids, 19 and under, should be stricken of an opportunity because of their dictator leader. How do these teenage kids any idea of what is happening uh, maybe they just want to leave the country and now you're forcing kids to stay in that corrupt country believe people are missing the point when it comes to teenage kids at a world junior level how would you respond to that mark uh, listen it's a shame they're collateral damage of this thing there's no question you know there's no doubt about it but at what point do we punish the russians for everything that they do Right. At what point do you just have to completely exclude them from our sporting community and say, get your act together and come back then? You know, uh, a lot, it, it's it's I think a comparable was the 15 year old figure skater at the Olympics, Bob. You know, do you think yeah. that she's responsible for having all that the, no. for testing positive three times? I don't th- I don't hold her responsible. I hold the government responsible. But should she be skating in that thing, you know, cheating other people out of a medal? I don't think she should either. So, yeah, you know what? Those kids in the World Junior Team, they are missing an opportunity. But if they're looking for someone to blame, I don't think they should be looking at the IHF or Hockey Canada. They should be looking at their own people and saying, get your act together because you cost me a World Junior.
Mark, we'll talk on Friday. All right, Bobby. 127 in Edmonton. That's Mark Spector for the horses and Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online for Standard Bread Racing, hbibet.com. We go to the orders now. Prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. Matt Bay Petrov with a goal and two assists in North Bay's win. Uh, remains inside the top 10 of OHL scoring. He has 30 goals, 40 assists for 70 points. Is plus 20 Five on the year. You may have seen Ty Tulio on your TV Friday night taking on Kingston. He scored a goal there, registered an assist the next night, so stretches his point streak to eight games, give him 28 goals, 68 points. He's right behind uh, Petrov in the OHL scoring race. Dylan Holloway, just four points, or rather four points in his three games. He's up to uh, 10 in his 16 American League contests. One point for Raphael Lavoie in his last six. And uh, Carter Savoy did find the 20 for the 18th time this year in a win over Nebraska. Omaha leads Denver in goals. Great stuff, Brendan. Off to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Back with Keith Jones from TNT and the Flyers television broadcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.